how do you know if it is safe to have sex with someone? Usher? What is up, sapiosexuals? This is your girl, Dr. Sanjaya, and I want to thank you for turning on Sex in South Beach with America's sex educator and your very favorite sexologist. So the sex situation we're getting into today is safety. How do you know if it is safe to have sex with someone? And if you have been watching the news in the past couple of weeks, you know that Usher has settled with at least one woman for over a million dollars because she claims that he infected her with herpes. You know, the gift that keeps on a given. And now another Jane Doe has come forward and she is not asking for 1 million people. She is asking for $20 million saying that the singer infected her with herpes. And you know what I think? I think $20 million is not worth a lifetime of having the gift that I keeps on giving. And in case you did not know, infecting someone with a sexually transmitted disease is a crime if you already know that you have the disease and you do not tell your sex partner and you have unprotected sex with them, uh-huh, yes, that is illegal, people. So today's episode is all about how to find out if it is all right, how safe is it to have sex with someone? What are your risks? And you know what? Whether you got $1 million or whether you're about to get $20 million, ladies, I think that this is a very important issue you need to understand because there is no amount of millions of dollars that is worth your sexual health. You're hard. Okay. So when we're talking about safety, I'm not just talking about physical safety but also emotionally, because with sex, emotions are also involved. Even though that's unconscious for many, whether or not they know it, yes, your emotions do get involved. Now, let's assume you've met someone you like. You know, things are going well, and you're pretty sure they're not going to rape you, they're not going to rob you, and they're probably not going to poison you because you know what? You are not dating Bill Cosby. Now, we all know it's rare to meet someone who's that qualified. So let's also assume that you are immediately enamored with a crazy crush and you are plotting out possibilities in your head because you know what? It is too early to speak such dreams out loud. Now, before you dive in deep, how do you figure out whether this person is emotionally and physically in sync with what you're looking for? Now, one of my girlfriends, she found this out on the first date. She asked him about his relationship history, and he said, I probably would have worked on my relationships more if I did not live in Miami, because you know where I'm shouting out from. I'm shouting out from South Beach, the sexiest city in America, Miami Beach. South Beach is the sexiest part of Miami Beach. You know what it, South Beach is? It is what makes 
Miami, Miami. So when I tell you what people are saying, most of these people are from Miami unless they're visiting. So this particular woman, a Miami woman, was out on a date with a Miami man, and he was basically saying like, he would have worked on his relationships if he didn't live here. And he went on to say, with so many beautiful women here, it is easier to move on quickly instead of working things out. Now, if I lived somewhere else, I think my relationships would have lasted longer. Now, <laughs> this level of honesty, it is unusual, but extremely valuable in determining whether to woo this man into a relationship. Now, will he be there when the going gets tough, ladies? Uh, don't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> now, even though all is fair in love and war, every victim of a broken heart knows that a crime of passion, well, it feels just like that. It feels like an actual crime has been committed. No one enjoys being on the receiving end, and it would be worthwhile to know the chances of relationship survival ahead of time. Now, we all know that predicting the future of relationships is impossible, as evidenced by uh, your past love affairs. <laughs> but the same tactics used to investigate crimes, well, you know what? They are also pretty effective for investigating others who have caught your attention. Now, ignorance is supposedly bliss. But investigating options before intercourse, well, it actually increases opportunities for lasting love. And you know what I'm assuming? I am assuming that lasting love is what you want. Now, you got to wade through the weeds to focus on the flourishing flowers. And you need a quick way to get that gardening done. Now, the drill is simple, and you already know it, people. It is the who, what, when, where, why, and most importantly, how. Drill. Yes, you know what it is. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Okay? Now, if your lust has any chance of growing into love, the first thing you must remember is not to act like a detective when you are asking the object of your affection for this information. Now, the second thing to remember is to ask this series of questions twice. You heard me. Twice. The first time is for physical health, and the second time is for emotional insight. Now, I think it's best to start the inquiry as soon as you realize someone is kind of cute, and you may want to do him or her in the very near or distant future, because you know what? Life, it is short, so why waste time getting to know someone who you eventually find out is completely the opposite of what you really want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, up until now, I've been kind of aloof about how to go about the actual interview. So allow me to provide some specific examples in order to clarify my strategy. The first set of questions revolves around recent medical history. Now, imagine a conversation between a man and a woman. The woman is asking the questions. It goes like this. Who is your doctor? Dr. Rockball. What did he say during your last visit? My recovery is going fine, and I look good as new. When did you go? About a year ago. Where does he practice? Oops, I got my man and woman voices all confused there. So let's go back. The woman says, where does he practice? 
Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That's where all the experts are. Why did you go? Penis enlargement. <laughs> How did you feel afterwards? I felt great, like a teenager with out-of-control hormones. <laughs> I know that was a little silly, y'all, but you get my point. Within minutes, you know that this person is someone who will go to another country to have cosmetic surgery conducted on his privates. He did not discuss seeing any local doctors within the last year, which tells you that he may not visit a primary care provider regularly and therefore may not be being screened for STDs or other common health issues. Now, if one's mind were impure, you might also interpret his responses to indicate expectations for erogenous action and just a wee bit of obsession with his organ. <laughs> now, the next case scenario. Again, between a man and a woman, she's asking the questions. Of course, you know what I'm saying? I'm here to empower the ladies and inform the gentlemen. <laughs> so it goes like this. <clears throat> Who's your doctor? Um, I forgot his name. What did he say during your last visit? My cholesterol's high. I need to exercise, slow down on the drinking, and always use condoms. When did you go? About three years ago. Where does he practice? Somewhere in South Miami. Why did you go? I had a bumpy rash in my groin area that itched like crazy. <laughs> How did you feel after? I was still in a little bit of pain because he had to sort of freeze and burn the rash off. But it did go away and uh, didn't even leave scars. And it hasn't come back yet either. <laughs> T-M-I. <laughs> Very quickly, you figured out this person does not lead an active lifestyle, likes to party, and may have extensive experience in unprotected intercourse and unedited dialogue. Now, no one wants a liar, so let's be grateful that he's honest. But if he had a problem a few years ago that might come back, shouldn't he also have a regular physician? One in six American adults between 14 and 49 years old has herpes. You heard? I said one in six American adults between 14 and 49 years old has herpes. Now, fortunately, regular visits to a healthcare provider can minimize outbreaks and cut down on the risk of spreading the disease to others. Before even dating this guy, you probably know he had a bout of genital warts or herpes and doesn't see a doctor regularly, which means he isn't on medication and isn't being screened for other STDs or anything else. He's just another healthy looking dude at the bar and a couple of minutes allowed you to get important information to help decide whether or not to accept the drink that you know he's going to offer to buy because girl, you fine and you know that. <laughs> now, let's do this all over again, getting into some emotional insight, people. And instead of using the word doctor, we're going to replace it with the word sex to assess a person's emotional availability. Once again, the woman is asking the questions. She says to the cute guy she just met, who is the last person you had sex with? Um, I forgot her name. I think it was Michelle. 
<laughs> what did it feel like? It was okay. It was kind of awkward, and she wasn't much of a challenge. When did it happen? About three weeks ago. Where did it happen? Uh, in the backseat of my car. <laughs> Why did you do it? Because I was feeling lonely. My girlfriend was breaking up with me, and I wanted to make her jealous. This woman paid attention to me when I was drowning my sorrows in a pint at the bar. She was really nice before we got drunk. How did you feel after? I felt like I wasn't worth it. After it was over, I started to get out of the car, and she didn't even wake up. I finally woke her up and offered her a ride home. We didn't exchange numbers. My ex was gone when I got home. I just stayed in bed for three days straight. Now, what can I say, ladies, about this guy's emotional state that isn't obvious by his answers? Those answers you were able to get in less than five minutes. <laughs> Now, here's the final scenario: asking the same questions. Who's the last person you had sex with? My ex-wife. What did it feel like? It was awesome. We always had great sex. It was the best thing about our relationship. When did it happen? Almost a year ago. Where did it happen? In our house. I mean, it's my house now, but we bought it together, and she shared it with me for so many years. Why did you do it? I did it because I thought it would save our relationship. It's not just that I loved her and always want to have sex with her, but we weren't getting along, and I knew she was close to leaving. I made love to her to try to connect with her on a level that we couldn't achieve outside the bedroom. How did you feel afterwards? I felt like I was in heaven. Honestly, I thought she was going to stay. She'd left before, but she came back. I really felt connected to her, and I thought we would work it out. But she did leave a few days later, and she hasn't come back yet. We're proceeding with the divorce. Five minutes after meeting this man, you know that he is still in love with his ex-wife. He hasn't let her go yet, and no one at this point in his life is gonna measure up to the woman who already has his heart. Maybe in a few months he'll be ready to move on, or maybe never. But you know where he's at right now, and you don't want to take that information for granted. Asking these questions, they're not gonna tell you everything about a person, since really. Time spent together is the ultimate informant. Finances, hygiene, personality, and a host of other issues influence compatibility. If things work out, you will eventually know all of this information. And unfortunately, or fortunately, some of you are going to learn things that may cause the relationship to fall apart. But sometimes you'll learn things that, even though you may not really love these things, You love the person so much that you can overlook these things and recognize them as weaknesses that don't even compare to the strengths of this person. That's really what love is, right? <laughs> That's what we're all looking for eventually at some point. <laughs> so just remember that this quick and easy exercise it can give you important information early in the game to help you determine. Whether or not you really want to get to know a person on a more intimate level, it's a simple system to help you identify people who want the same things out of life that you do. A system that allows you to see potential red flags before sharing your body or investing your heart.
Now, some say getting to know someone is the fun part. And you know what? Part of me agrees. I do just love falling in love. But I also think that everybody needs a baseline to begin with. And it is insane not to learn from past mistakes. Insanity involves doing something over and over again while expecting different results. Remember when your last relationship got so bad and you just screamed? I wish I never met you. And even if you didn't scream it at that person, you screamed it in your head or you shared that thought with your friends, stop the insanity. Investigate before you make. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Um, I get accused a lot of making most of my information and education um, pointed towards couples, trying to make their relationship better, spice things up a bit. So today's episode was especially for all my single friends out there, because you know what? I was there too, and I used this strategy, all the strategies I talk about, all the processes I'm giving you, I tell you, I learned them on myself and experimented on myself first. And when I told you I love falling in love, that is the truth. And I've been with my man a long time, y'all, nine years. And I do not know how to make relationships work. I do not know the answers to everything. But you know what I do know about healthy, satisfying, fulfilling sexual relationships? You just got to keep on doing the same thing that you did to make you fall in love with that person. And nine years in, my husband and I are still going on dates. And you know what we fight about? We fight about not going on dates. We fight about when one of us slips up and stops doing the things that we did in the beginning of our relationship. And we appreciate the evolution that the things I wanted in the beginning of my relationship are not the things, same things that I want now and vice versa. We evolve and we grow together. And you know what I'm out here doing? I am trying. I am trying. I'm trying to help all of us who are still choosing monogamous sexual relationships. I'm trying to help us get it right. Because I think most of us know we are not sexually, or excuse me, we are not scientifically inclined, biologically inclined to monogamous sexual relationships for a lifetime. Yet most of us are still choosing them. So how we make that work? How we gonna make it work, y'all? And still be happy? Well, you know what I am? You know who I am. I am Dr. Sanjaya, and I'm asking that question. I'm asking it for myself, and I'm asking it for you. And I want to thank you for tuning in to Sex in South Beach, where everybody comes to talk, listen, and learn about sex. And you know what I want you to do? I want to slide Joe sexy fingers over to drsanjaya.com. That's D-R-S-O-N-J-I-A.com. And sign up for the VIP list because that is going to get you free sexual health resources emailed directly to your inbox that can improve your love life tonight. And for your daily dose of nookie knowledge, please check out Dr. Sanjaya on all the social media platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and if you are someone in a relationship who wants to uh, fall in love all over again, you know what you need to do? You need to go on the date night special. That's Dr. Sanjaya slash date night, D-A-T-E-N-I-T-E. 
And it is a special night once a month for five couples only that makes you fall in love all over again. Spicy art, erotic flirting, a sensual show, and a fun night out in South Beach with yours truly. <laughs> Thank you so much for turning me on today. I hope I reciprocated the favor and turned you on right back. I'll see you next time at Sex in South Beach. Until then, mwah, love yourself more than you love anybody else.